Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. So viele verschiedene Arten Spatzen. And welcome back to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and today I am joined by Dunk the Sub, who, in a first for The Big Top, joins me in the studio to record in person. A quick update on where I've been. Sadly, Playtime is no more, and while I've had an incredible journey these past couple of years developing with them, I'm now looking forward to the next step in this wonderful kinky world. These past two weeks, I've been working to ensure that The Big Top isn't going anywhere. I've taken over all responsibilities for production and will continue to bleat into this microphone for the foreseeable future. To that end, I would love to get back into story time, so please keep sending me your weird, wonderful, kinky stories to thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. That's thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. I mentioned organizing a clown meet in London in early July, and just to reply to everyone, I'm still dead set on doing so. Things have just been crazy busy for me lately. I'll get back on that and keep everyone updated shortly. Small warning for this one, you will get to hear me fart in this episode more than once, so you are welcome. Today the circus is here just outside London, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. Uh, I don't know how to connect two microphones. I don't know how to do a lot. Okay. Let's put it that way. My knowledge of, like, things and stuff. Can you just talk to me about things and stuff? I mean, I can talk to you about things and stuff until the cows come home. Depends on what kind of things and stuff. <gasps> oh my god. What? I don't need this. I can hear us, because you're in the room with me. So I don't, I, don't, I don't need all that extra stuff. Can you come a bit closer? The only thing was you were slightly quieter. Okay, I might take the shoes off a second bit closer. Did you ask if you can take the shoes off? Please, may I take the shoes off to get closer? Yes, you may, darling. Thank you. Okay, so I give you my, like, spiel, <clears throat> which is... That's for you, by the way. Um, oh, this is great, actually. I can put my feet on you. <laughs> um, I give you my spiel, which is... Uh, we're criticizing you as Dunk the Sub. This is like admin. This is this is admin. Corner. Yeah, yeah. So the one thing I'll say before we start is that I don't want to mention. No, don't worry about that. And it's shit like that happens a lot in terms of like people will slip up and say people's names or stuff yeah. like that. <clears throat> and I just cut it out. I do a lot of editing magic because I like magic and editing. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I just like having your nose in frame. <laughs> Clown. Oh my god, I'm gonna fart again. Get your nose in that quick. 
Oh, fantastic. I hope I hope we got that. <laughs> okay, cool. Hi, welcome. <laughs> There's no intro, I don't know why. Well, welcome to the Big Top. Here we are. The Big Top's back. Actually, I just took like two weeks off because we're going through a whole thing right now, moving platforms and everything. I just want to make it seamless for everyone involved. But hi, how are you today? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Thrilled, excited, um, a little bit like wanderlusty because I'm sort of staring down the barrel of like the next stage of my life, but that's very galvanizing as well. So. I feel like this got very philosophical very quickly. I tend. To, this is a very serious podcast, actually. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna t- we're gonna touch on some heavy shit. Yes, with a name like the Big Top, I'm surprised <laughs> it's not politics and all that shablam. Oh, it can be. Oh, oh it great. can be. Listen, this is now a politics podcast, so we're actually just gonna gently steer away from everything that you wanted to talk about, and we're gonna talk about politics. Wonderful. <laughs> In that case, let me grab my little bibliotech full of. Hey, it's called the Big Top for a reason. This is true. This is true. Also, actually, what I do want to talk about is what just happened. Because, you know, this is the thing. This is the thing about kink. Hi, this is a kink podcast. This is the thing. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. I love the absolute irony of talking about politics on a podcast that discusses clowns. So well done. Kudos. Thank you. I thought there was like many deep layers of irony, sarcasm and and good, clever wit involved in your hilarious bits. You are punny. Well, okay, I want to talk about what just happened, because as is the way with kink, in your head everything is so, like, all the things that are hot and heavy and and, and get you going immediately just happen. And so when you talk to people and you start making plans, you're like, oh, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this. And then, of course, those plans can never really come to fruition, because if you try and follow a script, it's just just going to take all the fun out of it. And so... That kind of happened just now where we were like, okay, well, let's just make a little plan. Like, let's record the podcast and and we can, like, put on clown noses or whatever. And then let's clown up and then let's play. And, of course, you arrived and I laid everything out and then everything was too horny, too quickly. <laughs> and, and now the silly string has been shot and it's like, oh, okay. And immediately everything's just gone, oh, great. Well, we, we're not wearing makeup, but we're wearing noses and some of us are wearing cum. So that's nice. That's, that's clown. That's just Uncle Steve. Oh my god, my uncle's called Steve, and he did touch me when I was little. Oh it, my god. It, it's fine. Moving on! <laughs> He's a doctor. <laughs> okay, okay, so he gave you, he had permission. He... Consent is sexy. It wasn't the most consenting, because it was like, my cheap-ass father didn't want to... I had like a willy problem. We were in Switzerland, and he didn't want to take me to the doctor, so he was like, I'll take you to your uncle Steve, and he can look at your willy. And I was like, do you know, maybe I'm fine. He's like, if it's serious, we should just get him to look at it. And I was like, it was, it was so... It was really mortifying. It was really mortifying. That sounds wonderful. I don't and recommend tragic. it. I don't recommend it. So anyway, um, now <laughs> maybe that might not make the final cut. So if you hear I think this, it will. <laughs> if you hear this, guys and girls and everyone in between, welcome to the land of Barney. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just. We're not here to be perfect. We're not here to censor ourselves. <laughs> we're just here to speak our truth. <laughs> okay, go off. <laughs> I know. I just love that. Also, this is the first time that I've actually had a guest in this little pod loft of mine. First guest in person. Yeah, you have to say nice things about it. You have to pretend it's not. <laughs> not the spare room. <laughs> not the not the teeny tiny like um, cupboard that would be a spare room if this was a uni house. This is true. Like like it would it would be a bedroom with like a few bits of foam on the wall. 
this would be advertised as a wonderful space for leisure, which would actually be rented out as a studio flat by itself for about £700 per calendar month. Absolutely. If this were in London, absolutely. absolutely. Think, uh, think covered under the stairs, but not quite under the stairs. No, because we're over the stairs. Yes, we're upstairs. covered over the stairs. It's actually a room, like it isn't a cupboard. I don't want to short sell my little room. You know, it's fine. Wonderful. Feel free to agree. <laughs> I will agree, nor I would neither agree nor disagree. Oh, great. It's a wonderful room, and thank you for having me. And I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here because you are one of, let me think, where did I first encounter you? I think I know the answer to this. Oh, yeah? I think I met you on Recon. No. Surely. No. I thought I did because no. I thought I messaged you saying that. I've only had Recon for like two years. Yeah, and I think I met you there. I think it's been under two years. I would be convinced that I messaged you first, said hello, and that I appreciated the fact that someone is just open about what they like, because I'm one of the 4% of people that actually bothers to read a Recon profile. Yes, I love reading. Yes. <laughs> I mean, people's profiles. Yes. And books. I'm all right. And people. Well, I just like, I don't know, when a profile has nothing on it, it is really disarming because I can't know if I find you attractive until I get to know you a little bit, until we have some sort of bond or vibe or that's just how like my sexuality works. So when I see like a blank profile and I get a hey, I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. I am the absolute same as you. I find that when someone messages me with a blank profile, I will always respond to every message that I get because yeah, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm an overthinking people pleaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm trying to move past it. Yes, I kind of gave up on moving past it. I kind of accepted that that is me. But what I do do is get overwhelmed. Do 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 do. <laughs> what I do do is get overwhelmed by the influx, and so sometimes it takes months. Mm -hmm. But I get that. Like I, at some point, I do throw my phone across the room. Then I answer like fifty messages, and then I get fifty replies, and I'm like, no. Fair enough. But yeah, I will always respond to people, and I will always actively encourage if there is a blank profile. Always encourage to at least start putting something in the text, even if you do that typical. I'm brand new here, just working my, my oh, way sure. through it. That's fine. Yeah, working things out. Here is a little blank thing of, or like a little brief idea of what I like. Cool. If you don't have yeah. a picture on there, that's absolutely fine. No, that's as long fine. as you have something to back it up, as long as you have some form of substance. Yeah, because it's there's something about the authenticity as well of like we're here bearing ourselves. So if you're like, yeah, I don't have any pictures. Um, I'm I'm new. I'm just figuring things out. That immediately tells me a lot more about you, and I know where we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a jumping off point, which is totally fine. It's a lot better than, hey, I have no pictures, I have no text, you want to meet me right now, I'm horny. Okay, but it wasn't recon, because our Skype message history goes back a few years. I, I'm i going to bring this up right now, whilst we are... Is this when I find out that you're not on Skype and I've been talking to an imposter? No, you. I was on Skype. I had to change my Skype account so I don't have that account linked onto my phone right now, so I can't find that. Shall I go but back? I definitely do think okay. that it was. Let me go to the... Let me go to the furthest back message. And whilst you're doing that, let me sing the song of my people. <laughs> what people would those be? I do not know. I and was... do those be... <laughs> I did not think that far ahead. Hang on. Okay, so I've now gone 
Oh no, wait, this isn't that long ago. And whilst you do that, I will whip out my phone and I will start looking through recall. Okay, like okay, so. okay. Oh no, oh no, okay, we're still in 20, we're in May 2022. We're in May 2022. So let's keep going, let's keep going, let's keep going. I think at some point it won't go back any further, so I might hit that point before. I don't think it is. I think it was recall. No, I think it was, weren't you on like UMD? Yes, but I don't think we've messaged on there. When I use UMD, I will admit, I go on, I log on, I watch a video, I'm on there for about a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes? It depends on what I'm looking for on the day. Well, as you've just learnt, I mean, that was incredibly fast for me, by the way. I was like, oh my god, come on, come on. You come are on. welcome. I'm here all week. Uh, no, I like, it takes me, I'd say like 40 minutes is good for me. That's not a bad time, though. Sometimes I think it is, because if I get self-conscious about it, it mm-hmm. takes longer. But then that comes to the trust and the confidence with the person as well. Oh, totally. If you have zero you desire mind, to yeah. come with your play partner, then that's different. You've sent me voice messages. I'd rather not have those. Played. Oh, they're all gone. <laughs> oh no. Whatever will we do? Oh no. Okay. That's adorable. That's adorable. That's adorable. Thank you. It's mostly just you in a clown nose sending me pictures. So it's definitely not an imposter. Oh, late, uh, earliest message is you saying, I'm a fart cushion. Oh, no, the rest is loaded. Oh, the wonderful. message before that says, me, say I'm a fart cushion. <laughs> then you reply to her. <laughs> uh, I'm hilarious. Okay, you are potentially correct. No, I swear it was like FetLife or UMD. because I, was I don't those... have FetLife. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you darling, want to talk about it? <laughs> darling, I'm classy. No, I'm kidding. I absolutely... I actually really like Fat Life. I mean, it is sort of like the boomer... Uh... Or do I have Fat Life? You had something. The plot thickens. I would be convinced that it's recon. Uh, and I, I think... I, I actually just had a... Rec- I, 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 know that it, I know that it was way before. Way before. Because that was... I was... My, my mum was still in the UK. And so that couldn't have been later than 2016. Can I borrow your recon, please? Yeah. This is when the recon messages... See, like, I just get overwhelmed with all these stupid fucking messages. What am I going to win if I'm correct? <laughs> this is... Hi, welcome. This is a social media podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what are you going to win? Uh, what are you going to win if you're correct? You can pie me in the face. I was going to do that anyway, but consider it done. You weren't going to pie me in the face. I was going to pie you in the face. Uh, I beg to differ. Wait, let's search for you. It's me. It's a me. It's a Mario. Wahoo! Yes, because straight away it was message sent, so I'd already... There what? we go. What? At the what? top. Tuesday, 29th of December, 2020. That is when I first messaged you. So yes, technically it has almost been three years. But it was recon first. Uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I am now super close to the microphone. Welcome to the ASMR section. Don't fart. I'll try not to, but I've just proven dumb bum the clown wrong. Oh look. No, you haven't. No, I have. I'm on Skype. I reached out to you on recon first and then moved over to Skype. Yeah, I mean that's you know, it's possible. <laughs> Shit. I think Shit. I win. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, so, so I hope you get to condense this bit down because I'm cutting all of this. Out. Yes, this is very this is great for us, but maybe not for everyone else. What do you mean? Listening to me like search for things is so much fun. I'm so dedicated to this bit. I think I was I think I was bamboozling you in those replies. Maybe I made it up. I think you made it up. 
And I think you are too proud to back down. Yeah, duh. Um, okay, okay. Oh, no. Come on, Skype. Help the clown out. Okay, whatever. I'm going to keep scrolling, and it's looking like you might be correct. So we'll just find out, and then we'll see yeah. who gets the pie. Speaking of social media, can we talk about social media for a second? Sorry, this is a social media podcast. But I made the terrible mistake. So basically, today's been an exciting day because a bunch of pictures from MRM have been up, and Silver just drew a cool picture of me, and his nose just arrived, and because I got in there. And oh my god, we did a shoe swap thing, and then both of us later on were... Oh shit, you're so totally right. That was August 2021. Well, fuck. Um, that is haunted. Oh, no. Do you know what was so hot is we swapped shoes. He had those big fucking... Have you seen those? The Mischief Shoes? I really want them. Oh, the Astro Boy ones. Yes. Yes. They were so hot. And he wanted to try my clown shoes. So we swapped. Those shoes went with my whole rubber clown outfit. It was amazing. They also were so cool. And then later on, we both told each other, like, it was actually really, really hot to swap shoes. Because we both have a thing about, like... Wearing other people's clothes, body swappy kind of stuff, cartoony things. And then he was like, now that I've... He said he he wanted to try clown shoes, and he's like, now I'm convinced. I've always had that appreciation for Silver. Even though Silver and I have only just met each other for the first time at MRM this week. I didn't play with anyone, so nothing like that. But Silver and I had basically chatted for the first time, and he's genuinely lovely. But I've actually been drawn by him before. Uh Uh-huh. Myself. I had a really fun time with one of my friends in America, and I was in the bondage rack in my friend's dungeon. Uh, Shout out to Young Master Detroit, because you are lovely. You are wonderful. Do I think you'll listen to this? Probably not. He doesn't listen. He's too cool for this podcast. Probably. Too too cool for school. Yeah. Uh, Yep. This is school. <laughs> this is school. This is elementary school, kiddo. <laughs> Welcome to my office. This is school. <laughs> no, but like, so anyway, all that stuff is blown up on Twitter and uh, it's all very exciting. And I, I'm I'm really happy because I, I got a lot of messages, even just from friends being like, dude, that's so fucking awesome that like clowns are being more visible and people are like doing it and, and, and letting you post pictures about it and posting pictures about it. And I was like, fuck yeah, like... That was the most exciting thing. And I made the mistake of then spending a bit too much time on Twitter, mm-hmm. which I haven't done in a long time. And it's just gotten so much worse and it's so depressing. And I can't wait for something else to come along so we can all finally fucking leave. I'll be honest, I have a very weird relationship with social media. Anyway. I wouldn't be on it if it weren't for... Look, True. if Recon would just enter the 21st century a little bit and have like, rather than giving you fucking sponsored messages, just put that in like a news feed and make the messaging on the app better. I would just move there. I think if you could generate a platform like Twitter, like the user face itself with a separate news feed for people to post their updates as opposed to hiding everything behind a paywall, I think it'd be a little bit easier. Like, I would just, I would move to whatever platform it was if it was smooth. And I wouldn't use social media if it weren't for kink. So I don't want to have to keep jumping platform to platform as they chase us away with broomsticks and pitchforks like mm-hmm. ugh, fuck that so i have a very weird um relationship yes, with social media anyway a very weird that... appearance <laughs> shut your face so i have a my relationship with social media is a bit strained following the lockdown so what i mean by that is i noticed that during the first lockdown when we were all shut down for the first time i was put on a paid furlough scheme but my old job was not the best pay. 
So we were getting a st still a chunk of the pay. We weren't getting the full amount, but it was essentially, I'm going to say it's essentially minimum wage and a percentage of minimum wage is still less than minimum wage. Granted, we still have money coming in, but it wasn't a lot. So you what I had- though. No. So <laughs> what happened for me was that I noticed a lot of people during the lockdown using the, oh, I'm bored and I'm horny, so I'm going to buy new gear. Uh -huh. Now, as someone who didn't have a lot of income in the first place and then had their income slashed by a good margin, uh -huh. it was kind of distressing to see people just throwing their money away willy-nilly sure. because they got it and the opportunity, which kudos to them, but at the same time, it didn't work well for, for me. Yeah. And I felt a little bit like, okay, I'm going to take a step back, limit what I see. And I actually found that it's kind of continued to nowadays. I try not to be on there as much because it's very obvious that the social media world is completely different from the real world. Yes. Yeah. And I, it's really easy to forget. Like today I got kind of down and depressed, just the state of the world and the horrible ignorant pe things people say online. And I was like, that's just not reality. And if I just put the phone down, I quickly get reminded that that's not reality and that's not most people, but it's just like, Blech. It's very distressing living in this world right now where we've got people spewing, especially things like anti-trans rhetoric, left, right and centre, when you are fortunate enough to live in a situation where you don't, you are privileged enough, you don't see enough, it's you don't see transphobia every day. You don't in experience the it. You have no. no idea what it's like. But and then to go online to see everyone being a social media keyboard warrior, yeah, yeah, yeah. voicing their own two cents, it's distressing. Yeah. But at the same time, though, it is distressing. But we need to look after our friends. No, we need to look after our friends. I mean, especially the people who, like this fucking, you know, LGB, let's split up the alphabet soup nonsense. It's like, who the fuck do you think fought for the rights that you have today? We're connected by the joint experience of that, and that's so ludicrous that this new moral panic is happening and acting like any of this is new or uh, it's 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 crazy, it's ridiculous. Most people know that it's crazy and ridiculous, and eventually something better is going to have to come out out of all this because guess what trans people were here before you and they're not going anywhere, yeah, so legislature's gonna have to fucking catch up eventually and so are people's opinions i watched a video just today actually of someone who was actually saying that i i cannot remember the names but i remember the video basically expressing that there were different names for people oh that identify under the trans I umbrella saw the same video <laughs> from like today. 30 years ago and then hundreds oh. of years ago i think i actually retweeted it from you Right, yeah. I mean, so many different cultures have had so many... I mean, like, it's it's permeated so many different walks of human life because we've all had different societies that have viewed things differently. And so some of them have been more or less accepting, but this is just human nature. Mm -hmm. It's just human nature. And the fact that our society has been built this way is just like, we need to do better and move on from all of this bullshit. I think we need to accept that this is happening and we need to not hide away from it. And the best thing you can do right now is to show your allyship. If you However, are... you, yeah, and however that is, don't get too knocked down about like, oh, am I making an impact? Because if you're, if the thing that you, just do the thing that you do, because it's way too, we, we can't be everywhere all at once giving everything to everyone as much as that would be wonderful. 
but you can do small things and you can do the thing that you can do. And that's what I love about like, in general, like this community really wraps around each other and goes, okay, well, I can do this. Oh, and I do this thing. If you have like a small platform, using your voice on that platform is, it, it, it's small, but it's something. And yeah. it's, you know, whatever that thing is. The, the thing I will say is, on the flip side of that, it can be very distressing to see people, you know, thriving on social media or whatever. The knowledge that that isn't real is very important. And it's, sometimes we need to take a step back and, and, and stop looking. That's not to say, of course, that people, you know, showing the things they want to show, especially like, oh, I've invested in this gear that I'm very, like, that is all great. Live your best life. Don't get sucked into nonsense. And for me, I I know I just get sucked into the nonsense. I don't, I don't like social media. I don't like, you know, using it to be like, I'm just living, like, for example, Cassie, he does not fuck with any of it. He just posts what he wants to post. And he doesn't get bogged down in any of the politics or retweeting or liking or whatever. So he's actually got a very good mindset when it comes to social media. He just does his own thing. I, I just know I can't do that. And so I just need to limit the time I spend on there because I just get suckered in. But live your best life. Hey. Okay, as long as you're not harming anyone, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Well, with consent. Well, yes. Um. Okay, I want to talk... Well, about a few things. I do want to talk about MRM, because actually, was this your first MRM? No, this was my third. Okay, this was my first. Mm-hmm. This was, I, I, I did this on a total whim, um, just showed up, and I had the best fucking time. Amazing. I spent very little money, which actually is, I did a, I did a good fucking job. I'm kind of good at that. But it was the best. And here's the thing. I was trying to figure out what, because I don't know nearly enough about, I haven't spent a lot of time in queer spaces. I don't know a lot about um, queer British history in terms of like how Manchester came to be kind of the focal point of the like queer culture in the UK, but also that obviously then attracts all of kink. Um, so I didn't know anything about the Eagle. I like showed up and I was like, oh, it's the wings. I've seen people take pictures there. So I learned a lot of new things, which was great. And I knew that there was a high population of like kinky people and I was talking to lots of people and talking about clowning and loads of people wanted to do it. And I'm kind of like, yeah, 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 lip service, whatever. Get there, fucking push myself off that mental ledge yet again, because every time it's like doing that to put on the gear. And then they kind of swarmed. And then people were like, can I try the nose on? Can I do this? Can I do that? And I'm like, yeah. And then people were like, you're going to go out as a clown tomorrow? Okay, cool. Can I join you? I was like, yeah, that would be so cool. Are you fucking kidding? And then a couple of people at, in the like last minute were like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm just surprised anyone wants to. And then in the end, a couple, couple of people came and were like, look, I don't want to go full clown clown, but like, can I just have a bit of makeup? so that I'm kind of part of the group. And I'm like, yeah, you know, something easy to wipe off so I can then change later on in the night. And I was like, totally. I like had a little clown posse and went out. And then the people who, and then a, a couple of people as well, like timing just didn't work. Like Banjo was going to do a clown look anyway on his own. And he was just working flat out and just- As he was in the market, he was- Falling it, like- They were working him hard. Into the ground. Yeah. And then there was a couple other people who wanted to, who, um, I'm not going to say her name names, but it was like 10 plus people total. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, next time I'll totally do it. And then one of the people who really, really wanted to, the timing just didn't work out and we couldn't. However, I then get to 
pie him on stage in stocks instead, which Amazing. he loved. And then I dressed him up a little bit later on. Um, and we took some pictures. That, that was fun. But at that point, I didn't have like any noses left. But yeah, that was just like shocking to me. And like the fact that even Silver being like, yeah, I've ordered a nose. And like, I want to try on the clown shoes and stuff. It's crazy to me that it's kind of happening. Like, I remember a couple years ago when ABDL was like this huge taboo thing and now it's just everywhere. And it's the same thing with like once upon a time, pop play was the same. Even like leather at one point was kind of the same. And it's like, it's very cool to see that not only am I not the weirdest person in the world, but it's not just me and seven other people. It is actually, it bleeds into a lot of different kinks. It's not that weird. It's viable and fun and silly and colorful and a lot of people get it or can get on board with it. And even if they don't, I can go out and be confident and they're cool with it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I thought I'd be this huge social pariah. And I think, yeah, I'm very excited. So that was my like experience. And that's why I fucking loved it. As a humiliation lover, mm -hmm. do you think you could see yourself joining the posse and going like out? That, that totally took by, me by surprise. I didn't know we were going to do that. And then we just did. For me, there is a very set thing in my mind that I do enjoy humiliation, absolutely. But I have found that I don't necessarily use events anyway as a super kink exposure method. Mm -hmm. By that, I mean, like, I am very, I'm enjoying right now putting on rubber, putting on, especially like my new coloured gear and stuff like that. I'm really enjoying it. I like standing out to that respect. Yes, actually, I like that about your gear because... I just like to stand out and throw a splash of colour in there. Yes. I think that's always fun, because there's a lot of black. I think for me, in my regular non-kinky life, I like to blend in. I like mm -hmm. to just, you know, rock up as everyone else is and just kind of go with it. For example, if you were to, if we were on the tube in London, I would like to make sure I kind of blended in with pretty much everyone else. That's well, it's difficult fine. for you because of the smell, obviously. Of but... course. <laughs> But, and the, you know, the cream all over your face. Yeah, the cream. Yeah, of yeah. course. But I found that with the kink stuff, I am able to finally express that side of me that I enjoy and lo I love and makes me happy. Mm. And I can do that in a way that still sets me out a little bit. Yeah. In that I'm not commanding all the attention of the room, but I haven't blended into the background at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I just like that. I like that element. I like having new pieces, like for example, MRM this year, I wore my pink suit, which I already have before. It's a vest and shorts combination. I wore it to Darklands for the first time this year. And I thought, I've just got this, it was metallic pink. So I thought, I've just got this metallic blue corset that I just bought in the sample sale from Liberdex. Why not put it together? Why not try it on? It worked, it looked pretty good. Why not have that thing to make me stand out a little bit? Why not? I love that because I, I feel like at the core of it, that's kind of what kink is. It's like bearing your soul in a, this is who I am way. This is my desire. This is just a part of me. And I never thought I could get to this place of feeling as cool and comfortable. And it is still very fucking scary. Like walking out of, because we, we got ready at um, Scritch's place. So walking out of there, and it helps having the people around you. However, people look. 
and we we have to kind of walk. They were a little bit like I was basically on Canal Street, but they were a bit further away. So we had to kind of walk through a sea of muggles during fucking daylight because it's summer and people are out and about. You know, it was still kind of early. And yeah, that was still quite, that took a lot of bravery to do. But just the more that I get comfortable being like, yeah, I mean, I'm dressed as a clown. People are meant to laugh. Like, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. They're not going to intuit that I'm some sort of sex freak. Well, they might. I'm in a rubber suit. But, you know, there were even, there was like a very little kid, like across the street, who saw a bunch of clowns walking. And that's it. And they thought it was really funny and laughed. And I was like, yeah, that's the appropriate response. Yeah. That's it. That's all they know. And that that's it. Yeah. Th- and that's all it should be. It's not a big deal. It's not, they're not part of this. They're not, you know what I mean? And also you're not sexualizing yourself in front of these families, no. in front of these kids. You are just rocking up to something where like-minded people will be waiting for you. Right. It's I like found... if I was in, you know, leather gear or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. I found, for example, I was the same way even leaving my hotel. My hotel was around the corner from Canal Street, mm. but I still found that but it was also my friends and like my friend that I was staying with, who I loved to pieces, we were the exact same. We were very much the type of people where we are absolutely proud to be kinky. We love the fact that we have a kinky side. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Hong Kong. However, there is a very clear difference between like-minded people and not like-minded people. What I mean by that is I still, like I said, I have no inhibitions about liking kink. I am very open about the fact that I like kink and I enjoy it. It makes me happy. I'm happy to have something that is outside of the norm. Mm. Wonderful. Amazing. However, there are people that do not share the same values, do not share the same thing. All it takes is for you to cross down one street and accidentally end up in front of the wrong person or the wrong crowd. That's all it takes. So what I found was whilst I was still wearing all all of my rubber, I'd put on a cotton t-shirt, even if it was a branded kink t-shirt that even just said like, for example, I have my Gear Berlin one that said sniffer or something like that. Even if I had that on over the top, it was still my way of kind of being like, okay, I am wearing gear in public, but I'm also not. I'm also using it as kind of like a shield to get to the venue. Yeah. Do you know what? I mean, that like, stay safe, look after each other. These are things we talk about a lot. However, there was, I had a few encounters with like drunk straight people. And that was kind of interesting. One was, I mean... This was just, this guy was so drunk, like he couldn't stand, mm-hmm. wandered over, saw us in all our rubber and was like, like, wasn't making any sense. Clearly in his head, wasn't trying to, you know, but it, it was just such a mess. And when people like go away, he's like, and his friend came and pulled him away. And again, there's like 12 of us, like what, what? Um, But you know, there were some younger people on the last day when I was in my, like, that Dom outfit that I had, the, the black rubber, and I just went and got a kebab. And these guys are like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, we're on Canal Street. And and I can give it back. And, you know, I'm not like, I, you know, I, they're sort of like, they think they're being funny. And so, you know, I throw it back. And I always feel like that's the best defense because then if you make them laugh, then, you know, whatever. But I was also like, what do you think? Well, we're on Canal Street. Like, what do you think this is? Like, this is really surprising to me. There was um, a Hindu during MRM on Canal Street, and they just, they're not used to, they think every space is for them. So they're literally just powering through, expecting people to part like the Red Sea. It was just weird to me. I'm like, what? Marching with this, like, I'm important, get out the way sex freaks. And I was like, no, no, this is our space. We're allowed to be here. 
what are you doing here? You're the one who looks weird, not in gear. I don't think I would necessarily agree with them looking out of place. I think it's just an example of just a group having a good time, wherever they are. I think... No, but, like, why are you coming here and acting like it's... Like, obviously, they had no idea that this was even going on. And it's like, we already have to carve these spaces where we can be safe with each other. And if you barge into them being like... I don't know. It's kind of exhausting. It's like, just read the room and learn to respect the space that you're in. So there are... This is shout out to the guys at MOD Manchester that made these events at MRM. Oh, fun. One of them was the quiz that they did. So shout out to... I'm going to forget everyone's names, but uh, shout out to Prince, Silver, Achilles, Stricken, Prefect... And everyone else involved because the events were amazing. Mm. Oh my god! And we found the events out, were amazing. We found out in the quiz that, for example, there were forty-one bars in the gay village in Manchester. Damn. So here's the thing: with big. there being, you say that that's quite a lot. No, that's that's huge. I yeah. mean, the space is not big. Like, how are there forty-one bars in that smaller? I mean, hey, there are one hundred and two Gregs. We've almost got enough gay <laughs> bars. Come on. That's... We could all enjoy a sausage bean and cheese melt in a gay bar. How's oh, that? God, that's but the gayest thing going back said on to what I was saying. Oh, absolutely. And Prince will absolutely hate it because he hates Greg's. And let the audience know this: Prince hates Greg's. That's okay. You're talking to someone who's like not really British, so I. How oh, dare you? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I... So what I was saying is that we're out of... if you've got 41 gay bars available, the chances are you're going to bump into people that do not match the same things that you have in in common. It was very evident, for example, where Manche- where Manchester in, on Canal Street, you have even people on the LGBTQIA plus side that are not kinky. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they're not allowed in that space. They are going to somewhere that makes them feel safe and they're going to a bar with their friends yeah, yeah, yeah. to enjoy time. Yeah, yeah. So were yeah. we. It just happened to be that we were there for a specific rubber themed event. Yeah. So you're always going to bump into people that do not share your same interests. Right, but we can all respect each other. Absolutely. That's where the difference is. You need to have that level of respect. Most of the time, it's... The thing is, it's not even just Manchester. This is Manchester, this is London, this is wherever you go around the world. You are always going to have people that do not share your same view, but you're also always going to have people in the same space. Oh, I want to talk to you about Gunge. Okay. Yeah, so talk me... I want to talk about Gunge and also kind of like how you discover kink, how it happened for you, because that's always the most fascinating thing to me, but also because Gunge is one of those things that I, as someone who has a kink that has a lot of like setup and preamble and then it's over and you have to take the makeup off and you have to peel the nose glue and you know, blah, blah, blah. You are talking to someone who has a very niche interest, but also has a, somehow has a fetish for 30 minutes of prep, 20 minutes of play, and two hours of cleanup. Right? That turns me on so much. The being cleanup? a house bunny. No. How, okay, so what then, like, triggered the whole gunge thing, do you think? Oh, where do we begin? A long time ago, when dinosaurs were around. No, You're not okay. older than me. No, it's true. How old are you? 27. Same. Well then, shut up. <laughs> Have you just turned 27? No. I'm, I'm, I'm turning 28 soon. Oh, yes. Like, in a couple of months. Oh, a couple of weeks, sorry. Yeah. Well, there we go. You are, yes, you're older than me by two months. <laughs> so we're the same generation. Okay, so. I'm a millennial. <laughs> sure. Which is old now, what the yeah, fuck? I know. 
Anyway, anyway. That, that links into one of my limits of people as well. I found Being old. No, but... Being young. No, but when you get accused of... People that don't understand Being kink. Ugly. Oh. I mean, that happens to me all the time. Come <laughs> on. With this face, I've got to cover it somehow, so why not gunge it or put a pie in it? Okay, pies I can get behind because... Okay, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bear my soul here. Can I be vulnerable for a second? I used to be quite into pies. Mm -hmm. The earliest things that got me off were videos of clowns getting pied. That to me was very sexual. And I thought a lot about kind of, not gunge, but like messy kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like pies and cakes, more kind of like thicker, fuller, fluffier. Yeah. Uh, A kind of standard comedic pie as opposed to just like, yes. And I remember like... I was always kind of like, Ugh, don't like slime. But I do remember seeing things like in the live action 102 Dalmatians. Cruella de Vil. In the cake. Absolutely. And I remember being like, I feel funny and I don't know why. And I remember one of my earliest fantasies that got me off was clowns kidnapping me and putting me in like a jelly or a cake or something. Mm-hmm. That, I don't know where it went, but I think it was that I figured out how messy things are and it really bothered me. Yeah. And I just... 180'd away from it and was like not that interested in it so pies are kind of the only thing that i get behind and i only really do shaving foam because it's so easy to clean mm-hmm. i did a cream pie once and it was like getting that smell out was a fucking ball ache yeah it goes up your nose and then you get horrible stuck with it for like a week. horrible yeah so so gunge yes okay so with me with gunge sorry i'm just about to fart lovely no it's gone back in it's gone back up <laughs> Yeah, Gunge. So Gunge for me stems from... Yeah, word... No, I'm going to wait. Oh, that was it. Gunge for me and kind of humiliation in general stems from kids' TV. Oh, no. Growing up. I know what you mean. Yes. So, what I... But you were a kid. Yes, but I always, when I was a kid, I always had that... I watched it on TV and I always didn't... I didn't know what it was. Always felt a bit funny being Mm -hmm. like, oh, someone is getting humiliated in a messy way, for losing something. So, yes. so then when I obviously discovered who I was a little bit further and realised that it was a kink type thing, humiliation comes from that. Mm-hmm. So I will remember there is one episode that I particularly have ingrained into my mind. And it was a it was an episode of Basil Swap Shop, of all things. Oh my god, you're so British. I know. How British. <clears throat> anyway, there was a section where once they had done a swap via the phone line, the person that had phoned up could say a number between one and nine, and that number bucket was poured over someone in a gunge tank. And one episode I remember in general, like specifically was this granddad who had been volunteered, I'm gonna use obviously open quotes, close quotes, had been volunteered by his grandchild. Uh And I remember it because he was really enjoying it, really enjoying being covered in gunge. The episode prior, I remember it was this lady who had, like, had her head in her hands, like, she was hiding her face from the gunge, like, letting it pour over the back of her head. This guy was, like, looking up into it, enjoying it. Big boner. Big boner. Well, the presenters were ridiculing him because he was just getting absolutely slopped and covered and totally annihilated. And I remember being turned on by that. Which links me to who I'm turned on by in general, with humiliation. Mm-hmm. I found that I am very attracted to people based on self-confidence. 
For me, self-confidence is sexy. Yeah. I mean that I'm not necessarily turned on by clowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm not turned on by... I don't see the makeup and go, oh, I'm so turned on. Mm-hmm. I don't see the wig. I don't see the trousers. I see the person behind all of that and I go, I love the fact that you have so much self-confidence and you are willing to look a bit like a stooge, but you know that that's not who you are. That's why I really enjoy seeing things like that. Because it's just that self-confidence in yourself. It's so hot. Funny people are so hot. Oh, absolutely. Funniness is sexy. Confidence is sexy. It's not the case of being attracted for me by the physical clown. No. Because I will admit, I'm not. I'm attracted by the person who is so willing to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. But it's like anything, like it being an object. Totally. Basically being, if you are willing to go up on stage and look a little bit like a fool, I'm probably going to be attracted to you a lot quicker than if you weren't. So this granddad, for example, I was not attracted to the granddad, but I was just attracted to the fact that he was so so confident, he was so up for it. It was very obvious that I don't think the grandchild volunteered him. I think he told the grandchild, (laughs) if you want to phone in, I'll do it. As in, let me do it. So that's for me. So Gunge for me is stems from kids tv and it's just that feeling of the humiliation technique okay and that links in it links in with pies as well i find pies more humiliating than gunge itself i feel like yeah because someone has to do it yes so someone has to do it but also gunge for me is put into two categories right now gunge is put into more of the you've got two categories you've got the humiliants and you've got the sensationalists so the humiliants are the ones that really enjoy it as form of like a messy punishment after Mm -hmm. a quiz after a game show, anything where they are the loser and they have to get slopped. Totally. Dunk tank style. Dunk tank style, loud, like the loud music, the loud, like, give them the gunge, all that yes. kind of stuff. So get your own back, live and kicking. Game show, yes. Game yes. show era. Like, for me, get your own back, fun house and tis was for the absolute, these are amazing. English and, things. English oh, absolutely. Things. <laughs> absolutely. I have an international audience, you know. Those are all English things. They are quintessential British TV shows. Uh-huh. If you ever were to YouTube them, you would probably find clips of them yeah. or even full episodes. Get Your Own Back, Fun House, Tiz Was. Tiz Was is from, I think, the, I believe the 70s. Get Your Own Back from Fun House. Fun House is 80s and then with a 97 re- revival. And then Get Your Own Back was around the late 90s. Right. So I'm well. not old like you. So for me, it was Dick and Dom in the Bungalow. Dick and Dom in the Bungalow was also great. I feel like Dick and Dom was great because they were giving the gunge to someone. However, there weren't as many moments of being humiliated. So for me, Dick and Dom the Bungalow had those adult actors. And I remember being so jealous of them. I remember wanting that job so badly because can you imagine getting a script on the Monday morning, reading the script and it says in your script that your character is going to get a pie in the face at this moment. He's going to get covered in gunge in this moment. I remember there was one episode of D.I. Harry Bat was one of the characters. He was this jolly policeman character and he was like really butch aggressive. And then he went up to this giant crocodile mannequin head that was mounted onto the wall like a stag. And he was like, what have you got to say for yourself? And this crocodile just spews red gunge at him in his face for like two minutes. And he just stands there and takes it. That's insane. It was insane. Why and was Dick it and red? Dom... Was it meant to be like blood? No idea. But Dick and Dom were laughing their asses off. And I remember watching it being like, the fact that he is so confident in himself and that's his role, that he's willing to stand there for two minutes and just get completely obliterated. 
amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Absolute kudos to you. I A, I'm so envious of you and I want that job, but also I respect you so much. Yeah, there is something about, like, I respect that. Because it's like the class clown in school. I was always like, you just have the confidence that I admire. And that kind of thing is, I think, very linked in with all of my kinks. So you don't like the the physical sensation of the... It's not that I don't enjoy it, but it's not the reason why I'm attracted to it. you got to heat it up, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, cold gunge works for some people, but... For some people, it just does not. For me, it's the warm, warm, luby kind of feeling. <laughs> you don't like it? <laughs> you don't like the idea of being covered in lube? <laughs> like something lube. slime? <laughs> I hate lube so Well, much. I think we've found Barney's limit. <laughs> uh, I, maybe we should actually... Oh, that would be a cool scene. We should probably gunge me to get me over my... I was tempted to bring it. I didn't. For the record, I did not. But I was tempted to bring up some... <sighs> I think the next time, if I'm ever invited back, I will do it, and I will, I will gunge Barney. Look, I was really afraid of chat. I don't. It's, it's not. I'm not afraid. I just don't. I just don't like gooey, sticky, wet, messy. It's gets not in your, sticky. Whatever. I don't like gooey. I don't like slippery. Okay, that's why right. I don't like being sucked off. It's just too like. Got it. And like, oh, lube. I never used to use lube on myself. Mm-hmm. No, I still don't. Really? No. Raw. You just take it right up the butt? Oh no. Oh no, I don't I don't do anal. Oh. I'm not a prude. Just to clarify, I'm not a prude. <laughs> As someone who has stomach related issues, I have just Fine. had no desire to do it. And I, I was found... so close. Well, whatever. I was gonna say mine was the lockdown. Again. Mine was I didn't have any desire to put things in my butt during the lockdown. I don't have any desire to do it when the lockdown is released. Yeah, I I mean, I don't care about the sensation. Mm-hmm. I could take it or leave it. However, I'm very good at um, the taking. Because <laughs> I didn't used to use... Look, I'm not going to get fucking cancelled again, because actually, this is quite funny. I'm, I'm at... Cancel. Well, Cancel because it. people are like, what are you... Whenever I'm like, bottoming isn't hard, and then people are like, nah, 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 easy for you to say. Blah, blah. I go through all this, and I'm like, I'm sorry that you do that. Because you clearly enjoy bottoming quite a lot. And I just don't mind it. I just don't do it. Like, I'll top or bottom or neither. Like, I I don't care. It's not interesting to me. Only if it's part of, like, a scene and something really cool is going on. Yeah, I don't like lube. I have discovered that lube makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But I still don't like doing it. It's See, when you mentioned lube, I thought you meant lube for wanking. I was like, oh, I don't Ew, know. Ew, not on the dick! <laughs> don't put lube on my dick! The worst thing I've ever had was someone put lube on their dick and no! then put said dick in my mouth. Whoa! <laughs> I, when I tell you that my throat was burning for a week, ew, it ew, was burning. Ew, ew. It was not fun. Blech. And I was all tied up, so I could not refuse it. It wasn't one of those where I was like, I saw him do it and was like, yeah, put it in. It was a, oh shit, I know where this is going. I just don't like gooey, slippery... I think we need to gunge me too. So going back to the gunge stuff, Uh that's what I mean by the two types of people. With the humiliants that enjoy the messy game show type element and the people that enjoy the sensation. Are we going to have to gunge me just to get over this? I think we are. (laughs) 
Let's put that on the record on this episode of The Big Top. Barney is going to get Gunge to get over his fear of slime. Well, just to experience it, I guess. See, the thing is, if I think, if I get into the mindset of it, I think I wouldn't mind Mm -hmm. it because I'd be like, I'm ready and then I can can clean off. Mm -hmm. That cleanup, though, two hours for real? Where Where does it go? It dissolves in water, so you can put it down the drains. Lots of gunge that you use. Um, so I use, for example, there's a brand yeah. called there's a brand called Messy Pup. I use Messy Pup gunge, and it clearly states on the packaging. Uh, if they got an instruction when you order the packets, and it says that it dissolves in cold water. So all you do afterwards is you put it down either the toilet or the sink, preferably something like the toilet because the drain is bigger. Put it down there, it will dissolve. It will just break down and it will go back in. It's not. It was also not toxic for the person either. If you end up con- like consuming some of well, it, well, I would hope so. Yeah, it's not. If you consume some of it, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Obviously, don't use it as like your breakfast cereal. Don't the drink next day. gunge. Yeah, please don't. Please don't use it as your next energy drink. <laughs> don't drink gunge, guys. Okay. Um, safety tip. Safety tip. Don't. I love that. I. Do you know what? I love that. I was like, do you know what? Just wing it. If you feel like bottoming, like don't worry about it. What did you want to cover? Was it foot sniffing? It smells like foot. I do have feet smelling feet. I have been told. It doesn't smell of anything. Tell me about... Really? Oh. Do you know why? It's because... Let me get new socks. I put a clean sock on. I put a clean sock on. That was a mistake. But check this out. T- describe to people what you're seeing here with the, with the foot. Because I've been told that I have... Do you fuck with feet? Do you fuck feet? Not really. Okay. I've been told that I have... I fuck with them, but I don't... <laughs> as in, I... You don't breathe them. I'm not gonna... I've put feet down as one of my interests. Purely because I I like body worship anyway. So I'm very happy to worship any part of someone. If it's the foot, okay, that's the foot. But look at what we've got going on here. Because it's a foot. Right, right. But is it like an aesthetically pleasing foot? The fact that you are doing some typical dancing point and flex methods. I'm just trying to see what is... Because I'm under the impression that this arch is what's impressive, right? Like, I don't know what's aesthetic about a foot. So I'm just trying to gauge. It's like the people that don't find what is so desirable about a penis. I, yeah, what the hell is that about? It's genitalia just, is just like the least attractive part of the human body. This is true. It's like a, it's like a little worm. Um, yeah, tell me about how kink happened for you then, in general. There is one thing that I forgot to tell you that we do at the end. Okay. Uh, I always make sure that the person uh, that I'm talking to gets pied in the face. Oh no. <laughs> No, the um, the homework that I forgot to give you is I always end on a positive thing. So just while you're telling me the story, think of something positive that we can end on. Yeah, I'm positive that this is going to end soon. Like it's, <laughs> it's like you know, um, it can be anything. Just something that's like made you smile this week, or something that's grateful, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. Tell me this. Tell me the tale of how you became a fucking pervert. Well, where do we begin? <laughs> a long time ago. Well, not, famously, not that long ago. Oh, in a galaxy far, far away. No, I'm kidding. So, I always knew I was different anyway. I always knew I was into something. I didn't know what it was, but I just knew that the standard conventional stuff wasn't really for me. I knew there was something extra. Mm -hmm. Evidenced by being exposed to situations and things that... How do I word it? Watching all those, for example, those kids' TV shows as you were younger, it was that kind of subconscious exposure to it. Mm-hmm. I believe that kink is something that is innate in us all. Like sexuality, mm-hmm. it's, everyone has some sort of level. 
evidenced by a lot of people that claim they aren't kinky, but then they, as you talk to them over time, they actually end up disclosing their legs. They like something, even if their fetish is something simple like feet or they yeah. like newspaper, whatever, like being tied up. Absolutely yeah. fine. If they like the basic rope, fine. Everyone has it in them. And I found that I just wanted to explore it. Well, the moment I moved out for the first time, I was like, I'm going to explore this. Mm-hmm. And why not? I was in a relationship. And then when that finished, I joined Recon for the first time, which then got me meeting all these kind of people. I started forming, I think I joined the Manchester Rubbermen Facebook group. And then I think I joined the London Fetishman fet- like group. I think I joined the Leeds Fetishman, which then went then into things like the French Rubbermen, the Dutch Rubbermen meeting like-minded people from all around those. And then going to MRM. MRM was my first event, 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I've been on the scene not that long, but long enough that I really have found my place in it. Mm. So MRM 2019 comes along, and I go with one of my friends from work, and we have a great time, and I'm meeting these new people, discovering these new things. One of them convinces me to join Twitter. And I do, and it opens up that kind of social media aspect. But for kinks, it was always a, I'm very much, I'll happily try it. If it's within my, if it's not within my limits. Yeah. Obviously my, my limits stand and those things I do not budge from. Oh, my limits don't stand anymore. Yeah. Well, for me, limits are, that's what's happening. Fun. (sighs) Sorry. I couldn't get it to your face in time. Ah, damn it. So yeah, if it's not within my limits, then I will give it a go. That's why I've always been interested in lycra, in rubber, in like tight-fitting gear. Mm-hmm. So when the opportunity came up to buy a piece of rubber, I was like, why not? Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of led from there. Gun stuff was kind of at the forefront of interests. And then you, it's just nice to meet like-minded people from different elements. I've got kinky rubber friends. I've got kinky gun friends. I've got kinky yeah. face-sitting friends. I've got kinky this, that, and the other. I love the smorgasbord of people oh yeah i love being able to go to different events and hang out with it's a very very different vibe going to like a pub event but this was my first actually no, this was my second rubber this is my first proper rubber event this was my second like actual because i did the i went to the first rubber underground which mm-hmm. i can't wait to talk about but yeah that was it was really nice to see how many people okay you know how i hate slimy things mm-hmm I feel like a bit of an imposter a lot of the time because I despise the sensation of rubber on my body. Okay. It's just too schlorpy and the sweat and every single You have to lube yourself to get into it. it, It's just so disgusting. And every night when I was peeling it off my body and the fucking sweat and it smells and... How did you peel it off? Did you peel it off by the bed? Did you peel it off? No, in the shower. Of course. I was about to say. I'm a sweater. Um, And also like... Every night, I peeled it off, showered, immediately cleaned it, hung it up. But, like, I just, it, I have to... Blah. Oh, and, no, absolutely. You have to stay on top of it. Yeah, I just... Blah, blah, blah. We turned our hotel room into an absolute, basically a dressing room. We had, my friend and I, we arrived. We had all of our stuff um, in, like, Ziploc bags. I, all of mine are labelled. I had them all on one side of the suitcase. By the end of it, it was a, just a fucking explosion of latex. But in a way that we were just doing the exact same thing as you. We'd take it off in the shower. We'd give it a little rinse down. 
wait, hang it up, let it dry. I was in there with the fairy liquid. Yeah, I kept saying I wanted to buy some, but as soon as I got home, I used some. Oh, there was one piece of rubber. Well, actually, the two piece, my, the black one that I wore on the last day. I hadn't washed it, and I forgot, and it was in there for months. Uh-oh. The smell. Yes. When we arrived, I had to clean it immediately. The smell was so bad. Sure, 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 sure. Bad. It was bad. I'm actually amazed that none of the rubber had degraded because I don't know what was on my body at that point. But mm. my issue is that my rubber, my rubber is currently sat in a suitcase because I'm, I've been in between homes for a little bit in terms of I moved back in mm-hmm. with my parents. Shout out to my parents because lol, lovely differences. <laughs> my mum, my mum knows everything as well, so it's just great. Um, but all of my stuff is in my suitcase. And it's a case of how long is it going to be in there before I move? Oh, before God. I can get things out again? Before I can hang things up? Do you know what I do love? Powder. Yeah. Nice bit of talcum powder. Lovely, inside. enormous amount of talcum powder. I just did a photo shoot that um, I'm fucking stoked for, actually. It, it was, it's, this is the second time I've done like a vanilla shoot, which is very disarming for me because I don't understand what is, you know, sexy about that. But. We did a little bit of rubber and he was like, don't bother shining it because it looks really cool in the light with the powder on it. And it actually did. Okay. It kind of looked like leather, but it clearly was, you know, I don't know. I'm excited to see those photos. Anyway, it's about that time. Am I hypnotizing you with my buttocks? I think you are. Fantastic. Wow. They are buttocks. Do you know what? This is great. Actually, maybe I should do more in-person recordings because um, I get to really just sit here and fuck with you while you try to... Maybe I shouldn't. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to make you drool. Um, before I pie you in the face, do you have a yay for the day? A yay for the day is... A yay for the day in a positive way. Yes. Oh, it's a rhyming couplet. Oh. For me, I'm enjoying the fact that Barney has, without telling me that he's up for it, has agreed to take two loads of pies in the face. Shut up. <laughs> And also shut up. So, yeah, the A for the day would be... Almost oh my god, is it me? <laughs> I hate myself. Yes, my A for the day is Barney! Woo! <laughs> oh, why am I allowed anywhere? Sorry. My A for the day is more of a kind of instruction, oh. but also leads to a A for the day. For all of us? Yes. Okay. This is going to sound really philosophical. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. What I mean by that is if you are just sitting there on the fence wanting to try something, get out and do it. Just recently, for example, I joined a website where there has a like a wrestling interest, which opens up other opportunities for other kinky related things. Mm. You meet like-minded people, and all the time you sit on the fence being there, do I, don't I, do I, don't I, you're missing out, because it's just fun. Yeah. Kink has found a way to brighten my day up. Oh my Kink God. has found a way to yeah. give me something to really be like, I enjoy this side of me. This is the one of the best sides of me. I appreciate everything it's done for me. I have an insane amount of gratitude for all of my friends that I've met through it and 
don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to start. It goes back to what we were saying with recon. Yeah. Make that profile. Don't oh God, sit yeah. on the edge. Make that profile. Fuck, if you yeah. want to explore it, do it. Yeah. That, I really fucking feel that because as somebody who was so terrified of being outed and was so closeted for so long and then just realized, fuck it, this is my life. Like, I can't think, oh, well, what if I, I don't know, become a big actor and then, then someone blackmails me? It doesn't fucking matter. But being exposed like that, I would always say, do n- never dock someone. Never, ever, ever. Yeah, like, what the fuck for? No. What the fuck for? Never make someone feel uncomfortable. It's none of if your you can go, If you can go through life tr- not making people feel comfortable, be a gen- genuine person. If you yeah. feel like you have to do that to feel better about yourself, then there's actually more of an issue with you. Well, than what's the, the purpose? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, what are you getting out of it other than, like, like, what are you getting out of it? Being like, oh, look, they're weirder than me. It's like, what for? That's just sad and weird and shallow. You I love that, though. That's a great yay. That's a great yay. You stay in your lane. I'll stay in mine. I'm going to have a great time in my lane. You can yeah. watch from the sides. Yeah. I'll wave at you. Yeah. Like, and I won't even wave at you. I won't even turn around. Well, but I mean, like, it's it, it doesn't matter. It's like, just let each other live, man. Yeah. We've got, like, one life. And so... If I want to be a fucking weird sex clown on the internet, I'm going to be a fucking weird sex clown on the internet. I'm glad you specified on the internet, not just in general. Well, like in general. I don't know why I said on <laughs> But just like in, in, in life, like that's where you'll see me. And it's like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. You do you. And you can either be like, hey, man, that's cool. Or you can be like, that's not for me. Yeah. Uh, that is none of my business. Yeah. Don't fucking... No, don't fucking come in my business. What? Where am I from? I don't even know. Slovakia. Um, okay, my yay for the day obviously is going to be MRM. Yeah, that was so so awesome. I had so much fun. Shout out to my friend Nux who like last minute I'm trying to figure out how to get there because I have no money right now and I was on a whim just like oh let me go spend some money at MRM. Um, and he was like, let's couple and you can totally stay with me. And, uh, that was really, really nice of him. So, um, shout out to Nux that it, it was so, so much fun. It was like, so eye opening. I learned so many new things. I got to meet so many cool people and the events were really well run. So thank you to everybody who was involved in running those events. They were fucking fantastic. Round of applause for MRM. Yay. Like I had such a brilliant time. It was, it was so, 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 so good. So I'll definitely be coming back next year. Um, and I really like Manchester. I really like the, the village. It's really cool. Yeah, I'll I have agree. To come back. Okay, where can people find you online? People can find me if you really want to. If you're listening to this and you still want to find me, kudos to you. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, unlike Barney, uh, Recon. How very dare you? Love you. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Recon, Dunk the Sub. Hell yeah. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at T Stota. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. And sorry for all the tech issues and making you record this four fucking times. We are now officially on take 65. <laughs> We've been here for three years. I have not seen my family in about four months. I've actually heard some, some bad news. They've, they're, they're all dead. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can't make jokes anymore. My brain is like mush. Um, time to log off. Time to log off. But thanks for joining us on this journey and join us next week as we go under the big top. Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly.